what's up what's up what's up no that's not it what's <laughs> i tried what's up everybody it's john cash it's an all-new edition of the john cash show podcast um we're still under stay-at-home orders in new york city we're actually in phase one which means that um pretty much construction and uh retail curbside pickup for retail um businesses are resuming and of course if you have been under a rock you would not have noticed that a change has come ladies and gentlemen we are probably in the midst of one of the most transformative um, times in recent history with this Black Lives Matter movement. Um, It's a great thing to see as a black man. uh, I'm very proud to see us come together as a people to create change. Just in a span of two weeks, which was spurred by the death, the untimely death, of um, George Floyd, we've seen so much reform um, take place in terms of defunding the police. Now, let me explain that. Defunding the police does not mean necessarily that we will go into a purge society. Not at all. That means that the money that's allocated to the police for like overtime or for them to provide services or receive training for stuff that they should not be really handling Um, in terms of social services, in terms of mental health, that it will be directed to the appropriate um, vendors and the appropriate programs in order for them to create that structure in order to handle that. So with defunding the police is necessarily saying, we don't want... the over-policing, pretty much. We don't want the over-policing. We don't want police to overstep their bounds. Of course, you want law and order. You don't want a a scenario where there's no police because that's going to be absolutely chaotic. But you don't want over-policing. And that tends to happen in black and brown communities with the over-policing. Plus, they would like, with defunding the police, you you create a situation where cops don't feel the 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 need to collar people towards the end of their shift so they could get overtime because that's what allegedly goes on. I'm not a cop. I know a couple of cops. You know, I don't want to incriminate anybody, but that's typically what goes on. They have a quota. They Arrest, they're supposed to make one arrest a year. Uh, well, this was up until a couple years ago. Um, they're supposed to make one arrest a year. So they go out and they go get a collar about maybe two, three hours before the end of their shift because the processing takes so long. So the processing takes like maybe four or five hours, depending on you know the um, the crime. And depending on what the collar is actually for. So when you negate the overtime, it'll be less likely that somebody gets picked up for uh, disorderly conduct. And New York City has actually 
created a system where there's no bail. People get released on misdemeanors. So I don't know how widespread that is. I believe that New York City is pretty much the only major metropolitan city, um, to my knowledge, that does this. But, you know, that's pretty much the movement behind the defund the police. I just wanted to educate a few people because I see some people on social media, on my timeline, and uh, on memes that they share and pictures and posts that they share about defunding the police and what that actually entails. So that's just a little brief synopsis. Um, Nobody, of course, wants the purge to happen. Well, very few people want the purge to happen. I'm not going to say nobody wants the purge to happen. There's anarchists uh, who try to kind of derail this Black Lives Matter movement with looting and, uh, you know, criminal activity pretty much throughout the, uh, I would say, the first three, four days of the protest for George Floyd. And also, Candace Owens, uh, this, this, how can I say it? This woman, because she would expect me to say otherwise, this woman is completely out of bounds in terms of us not being able to recognize George Floyd as somebody who, how can I say this? Because I want to say this in the right way. I don't want to disrespect the black woman. I try very hard not to disrespect women, but she's completely out of bounds. Granted, George Floyd was not a perfect person. He was not an angel. He's, he, you know, allegedly was a porn star. I was shared a video. Uh, someone shared a video with me. It looked like him. Um, he allegedly, well, not allegedly, he has a, a rap sheet. Um, but he's no different. And I'm quite sure to my listening audience, you have a family member, be it a cousin, an uncle, a brother that has a rap sheet. Sometimes it's a mile long. And that's due to the over-policing in the community. Sometimes. Now, I find it funny that the same people that were demonized for selling weed just to make a living for their family because society didn't deem them employable, that they were given 15, 20, 25 25-year uh, t- uh, sentences for an ounce of weed, which is on the cusp of being legalized. That broke up so many black and brown families. And... Now that it's on the verge of it being legalized, now they want to try to expunge records. But how can you repair the life, the damage? You broke up families. You broke up homes and and things of that nature. How can you possibly repair that? So uh, needless to say, Candace Owens is completely out of bounds. I don't give a fuck 
if he had a fucking if he had a fucking gangbang that fucking morning that did not constitute him to die and the reason why there's so much outrage is because we saw the before when we saw the surveillance videos of him being in the store of him coming out of the store and we saw the cops Namely, Derek Chauvin put his knee on George Floyd's neck for damn near nine minutes as we watched his body go lifeless. I want you to understand. Eight minutes and 46 seconds. Derek Chauvin's knee was on George Floyd's neck. I want you to understand that. Eight minutes, 46 seconds. And we are now into the nine-minute mark of this episode. And I have talked. That is a very long time to have your knee on somebody's neck. I don't give a shit what happened in the past. And especially those who subscribe to the Christian edict. Okay, especially those he could make peace with God before his untimely passing. He could have made peace with God before he went to the store. He could have repented. That's that's what the Christian edict says. He could have repented and decided that at this moment I'm going to give my life over to Christ. Who are we to say that he wasn't justified in being, he could have turned the corner, and then again, he could have not, because allegedly the autopsy found drugs in his system. I don't know how legit that is, because they said, the original autopsy said that it wasn't a death by asphyxiation, and the independent coroner, Michael Baden, Stated otherwise. So when Candace Owens and, and her shucking and driving ass gets up there and she states that, oh, we shouldn't make him a martyr. I don't believe in making him a martyr. But this man did change the world. This man single handedly with his death, with the, the, the viral nature of his death, and it went worldwide. Within a matter of hours, he has changed the world. You have black, you have brown, you have uh, 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 you have white, you have Asians, you have everybody marching. Now, some people, I know this is going to be an unpopular opinion. Some people are just marching because they ain't had shit to do for the past four months because most of the country has been stay under stay at home orders due to the coronavirus. So, since your favorite brunch spot is closed, this is your brunch, pretty much, for some people. This is your hangout. But for other people who are marching for in the name of justice and for justice, we are tired. And, and, and I say we because I've been out there marching too and protesting. No justice, no peace. We are tired of seeing unarmed black and brown men being killed by the very people that are paid by our tax dollars to protect and serve us. 
That is why we are marching. And and for those who say all lives matter, that is such an insult. We're not saying that all lives don't matter, but what we're saying is black lives matter too. Black lives should matter in the justice system. If you get more time for dogfighting as a black man, as a white police officer who illegally applied a chokehold to an unarmed black man and no conviction, there's a problem in the justice system. And if anybody mentions OJ, that was fucking 25 years ago. I don't give a fuck. Okay? Rodney King, it took, and the first trial was went to the mistrial. It took two trials for the officers to be convicted and found guilty. They beat his ass on video, and it was like America's home videos. It was for the world to see, and somehow it was a mistrial. Now, people may like to say that they're not racist. People may like to say they're not prejudiced, and that might be true for some people. But deep down inside, you have to admit, sometimes we all have prejudice. I'm prejudiced against dumb people. If somebody I view is dumb, I don't entertain the conversation. I really don't. I don't have the fucking patience. But it's different when the system is racist. Let's talk about it. Yeah, Dylan Roof. Dylan Roof. Go into a prayer service. One faithful evening, and decide that today was a day or tonight was a night that I'm going to kill people. Killed nine people in a church. Do you know that he was apprehended alive? He was apprehended alive. And not only that, he said he was hungry, and the cop. Stopped off at a Burger King and got him a burger for him to eat. Now, if you don't believe me, go to Colorado, Aurora, Aurora, Colorado. James Holmes emptied out his gun on all these people in a, a Colorado movie theater. He's alive. So how come somebody unarmed, a person of color unarmed, gets gunned down? But meanwhile, you have people like James Holmes, who actually had a rifle on him, who actually had artillery, uh, artillery on him, who actually had a bomb, if I'm not mistaken, a bomb or a grenade at his uh, residence as the cops were searching. Why is he taken into custody alive? Why is it okay to shoot an unarmed black man 41 times because you thought that his wallet was a gun? 
Why is it okay to shoot somebody 50 times like Sean Bell in 2006 because you thought his hairbrush was a gun? But meanwhile, I know you see these videos. You see videos of, you know, white people. And I don't want you to think I'm ganging up on you, white people, because I got white listeners. But there's some of you, well, there's white privilege. Let's just say it. I'm going to just call it spade a spade. It's white privilege. White privilege is having the ability to walk down the street and know that the cops are not going to fuck with you. I, as a black man in America, do not have that privilege. As a matter of fact, back in 2007, October 2007 to be exact, I, after watching the Yankees, well, not after. I was watching the Yankees and the Cleveland Indians. It was game three. The Yankees were in Yankee Stadium. Johnny Damon had just hit a three-run home run. I was on my way to go and meet a friend. I was on my way to go meet a friend and go um, hang out. Can't even remember where we were going to hang out. I think we were going to grab some drinks and go out to eat. I go to the Utica Avenue train station. I swipe my Metro card. There's no, I didn't jump the turnstile or anything like that. Swipe my Metro card, got down the stairs. Before you know it, there were six undercover cops with their hand on their gun surrounding me. And they said that I fit the description of somebody that robbed somebody of a bike in the neighborhood. Now, meanwhile, I had a brown hoodie on. I had a, um, it was Rockaway. It was a gold, I'll never forget it. It was a gold R across the, the front of the hoodie. I had on jeans and I had on Tim's. And if the four train did not pull in, and I firmly believe this, if the four train did not pull in when it did, and people were standing there and saying, what are you doing? What are you doing? Leave him alone. He's a good kid. There's some people, the people in the neighborhood. If it wasn't for the four train pulling in when it did, I firmly believe that those pe- those officers would have thrown my ass into the tracks and said and and probably shot me and said that I tried to uh, jump off the 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 platform to get away from them. That was the most nerve wracking thing in my life when you have six people come up on you and they got their hands on their gun all you can think about is is this how it's going to end and especially this was several months after the sean bell incident are they going to put 60 bullets in me instead of 41 or 50 that i did not have the privilege of not even worrying about that. But ever since then, and I don't know why I've covered this in media for years and years and years, uh, Michael Brown, Ahmaud Aubrey, Breonna Taylor, say her name. Don't forget about her. Tony McDade, say his name. That's a transgender individual that has been that had been killed by the police and i think it, it's been overshadowed due to the overwhelming uh response to the george floyd death 
but numerous uh, people and, and unarmed people, Philando Castile, Alton Sterling, that I've covered, and nothing has triggered me the way that the George Floyd death has triggered me. I don't know, because maybe I take myself back into that time where I'm standing against the wall, just inches away from the 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 the, the, the section where the wall ends and the track begins. Maybe, maybe that's where it takes me to, but it's not a good feeling. It's not a good feeling at all. So for everybody who says, you know, all lives matter, that is one of the most disrespectful things that you could say. At this time, we do recognize that all lives matter, but does the United States justice system? And also, for Donald Trump to use tear gas on peaceful protesters for a, a photo op with a Bible in his hand, that is absolutely disgusting. That is absolutely disgusting. But we have people who say they're not going to vote for him in public, but when they get behind that that curtain, they vote for him in Pence and for that regime. Don't be fooled. I want everybody within the sound of my voice to go, if you have not registered, to vote. Register. Go and vote. Make your voice heard. Educate yourself on the, 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 the city council. Educate yourself on the House of Representatives. Educate yourself on the state senators. Educate yourself on the senators, the federal senators. Educate yourself on these candidates. Research when your city council meetings happen, when your community board meetings happen. Research and make yourself known if it's you and a group of maybe six eight ten friends not all of you have to go you can pick okay you and so and so go this month me and so and so go next month and then you come back and reconvene and you give the information because information is power that's what we we have to realize information is power and when they see, when the politicians see, when the cops see, when the all the municipal officials see the same faces, they're going to have to account for you when it's time to do whatever action is needed. Repeal 50A. New York is in the process of doing that. 50A pretty much seals police disciplinary records. There should be a federal database so you know who is patrolling your streets. And if they have any disciplinary actions against them, if they've had any 
civilian complaints against them. If it's a pattern, this Derek Chauvin guy had over, well, he had at least 17 encounters where it was a complaint. And God knows how many else. And if you don't think that this is all important, because I know some people are very self-centered. Think about if it was you. Think about if it was one of your loved ones. And think about and forget the fact that it was caught on camera. Think about the fact that if it happened to you or one of your loved ones and there was no camera around. Think about that. Because it's very important for us to start holding the people who protect and serve our communities, our neighborhoods, our cities, our states accountable. So, I just wanted to say all of that. That just say it with your chest. Because, yes, I've been protesting. Yes, I've been donating to the bail funds, the national bail fund. Yes, I've been doing my part. And yes, I've been getting people mobilized and activated and, and juiced up and going out there and protesting. But it takes more than one. Like Big Mama said in Soul Food, you take all your fingers and ball them up into a, a fist, it makes you real mighty. And I know that, that I'm paraphrasing the hell out of that, but you get what I'm saying. So with that being said, I'm going to sign out. And I hope to speak to you. I'm going to create a new episode, um, maybe Sunday evening, uh, Sunday night, uh, maybe Monday, Sunday or Monday. I'll create a new episode and I'll give you a further update on when uh, I'll be back into the studio because I believe our studio is open already. If not, it'll be open fairly soon. So we'll be back to John Cash. Uh uh, uh, you're listening to John K. And we'll be back to that. And uh, also, shout out to everybody who participate, who is participating in the $500 giveaway. Um, I'm so sorry. I have not really been. I have not been. Um, I've not been able to like post like leaderboards and stuff because I've been so um, into the whole George Floyd situation. But I'm probably going to post something. Um, by Friday of where people stand in terms of placement. Um, but uh, shout out to uh, Derek, Jamal, uh, Deshaun, and Joanna. Those are the four. They have been really, and it's over uh, 50 people uh, at last count who have uh, who are participating. So like, shout out to you guys. You guys are doing a tremendous job in sharing the show and i will definitely uh, keep you guys updated 
And I will talk to you later. And as I always like to say, stay away from negative people because more than likely they have negative bank accounts. I'm out.